You're listening to the RBN Energy Blogcast. This is an audio version of RBN Energy's daily blog, the oil and gas industry's go-to source for insight. Every day, we cover commodity fundamentals, industry changes, and developing trends across energy markets. And now, we're making it easier than ever to enjoy our blogs. Whether it's on your drive into work, while you're at the office, or at home walking the dog, settle in, turn the volume up, and enjoy. Monday, November 4th, 2019. Tighten up. Pad 1 Distillate Shortage Threatens Winter Price Spikes. Published by Sandy Fielden. Refined Product Supply and Petroleum Administration for Defense District or Pad 1, which comprises Atlantic Coast states from New England to Florida, has been in trouble all year. Maintenance issues beset refineries during the first quarter, and then in June, the region's largest refinery, a 355,000 barrels per day plant owned by Philadelphia Energy Solutions, or PES, was shuttered after a fire. The loss of the PES output would have been manageable if imports had taken up the slack. But although gasoline imports increased, distillate shipments have actually been lower than normal since June. As a result, the Pad 1 distillate market has been drawing an average 163,000 barrels per day from inventory since mid-August, according to Weekly Energy Information Administration, or EIAE reports, leaving stocks in the region at a 10-year low. That storage deficit versus previous years will increase when the weather turns colder and heating oil demand kicks into high gear. With stocks at historical lows and market prices not attracting new supplies, the shortage may well foreshadow price spikes this winter. A potential strike by unionized workers at the Phillips 66 Bayway Refinery in northern New Jersey could make matters worse. Today, we look at what's behind the Pad 1 distillate shortfall. Please note this blog is based on research from Morningstar Commodities and Energy. The ebbs and flows of crude feedstocks and refined products for East Coast demand centers is a running topic in the RBN blogosphere. It seems that just as a trend line appears in the region, something disruptive changes the dynamics. We've tracked the plight of refiners in Pad 1 in recent years, including a comprehensive outlook in our blog Back to Red on refining in the region in October 2016. In June, we described in our blog Another One Bites the Dust how the PES closure would mostly affect the Mid-Atlantic Refining District fed by Philadelphia refineries. At that time, it looked as though an increase in refined product imports would resolve any product shortage issues in the short term, with a potential partial reversal of Buckeye Partners' Laurel Pipeline offering prospects for increased product shipments from the Midwest to help make up for the loss of PES output in the longer term. We begin today's analysis with a recap of the big picture for Pad 1 refined product supply specifically of gasoline and distillate. Distillate includes diesel used for road transport and heating oil used primarily for home heating. Pad 1 is net short of refined products because the region's refining capacity, which totaled 1.2 million barrels per day before the PES closure, only produced about 800,000 barrels per day of gasoline and distillate, according to 2018 annual average data from the EIA. That volume met just 20% of the regional demand for 2.9 million barrels per day of gasoline and 1.3 million barrels per day of distillate in 2018. The shortfall was primarily met with supplies shipped into Pad 1 by pipeline, barge and tanker from the Gulf Coast Pad 3 region, including an average 1.8 million barrels per day of gasoline and 800,000 barrels per day of distillate in 2018. The majority of that moving on the 2.7 million barrels per day colonial pipeline system that runs up the East Coast from Houston to Linden, New Jersey. The balance of Pad 1 demand last year was met by imports, which averaged 600,000 barrels per day of gasoline and 150,000 barrels per day of distillate during 2018. The difference this year is that refinery crude throughput averaged only 989,000 barrels per day between January and June, and just 834,000 barrels per day since the PES fire, 
leaving the region increasingly reliant on outside supplies. Filling the gap left by the PES shutdown means replacing significant gasoline and distillate supplies to the Mid-Atlantic area. The best short-term source of those extra barrels is imports from Canada or overseas. That's because the cheapest domestic supply route to Pad 1 is the Colonial Pipeline, which typically runs full, and the alternatives of barge and tanker shipments from the U.S. Gulf Coast are more expensive than other imports because of the Jones Act requirement to use costlier U.S. flagged ships between domestic ports. Although there has been a jump in gasoline imports since the PES fire, there has been a counterintuitive decline in distillate imports, which has left Pad 1 short of the latter fuel. Weekly gasoline and distillate imports to the East Coast region have diverged since January. Gasoline shipments before mid-June averaged 567,000 barrels per day, but have increased by 158,000 barrels per day since then to average 725,000 barrels per day. At the same time, distillate imports that averaged 177,000 barrels per day before mid-June have declined by half since then to 89,000 barrels per day through October 18, according to EIA. This anomaly in balancing Pad 1 distillate supplies is partly explained by the facts that the PES shutdown happened during the summer driving season, when gasoline supply is top of mind, and that distillate demand is higher during the winter heating months in the Northeast. But market price signals are also to blame for the lack of replacement distillate shipments into Pad 1 since the PES fire. The typical sources of distillate imports to Pad 1 are Canadian or Northwest European refineries. Yet this year through October, the average premium of prompt month CME New York delivered ultra-low sulfur diesel futures over the equivalent ICE Northwest Europe low sulfur gas oil contract has been just over 4 cents per gallon, or $1.70 per barrel. That New York premium barely covers the import freight cost, explaining the dearth of inbound shipments. The New York diesel price premium over the Gulf Coast averaged about 5 cents per gallon between January and October of this year and 0.45 cents per gallon since June, removing any financial incentive to ship more product on the Colonial Pipeline, which has a 6 cents per gallon tariff, or by more expensive Jones Act compliant barges and tankers. Shipping distillate into Pad 1 is further discouraged by the backwardated shape of the CME diesel futures curve, where prices for delivery in December are higher than for any month between January and August 2020. The forward price discount reduces the incentive to ship distillate to Pad 1 and removes any incentive to store supplies once they arrive in the region. The net shortage of distillate in Pad 1 and the failure of imports or other domestic supplies to take up the slack has left inventories hemorrhaging since August in the wake of the PES shutdown. Weekly EIA data shows Pad 1 distillate inventories this year were down more than 11 million barrels between August 11th and October 18th. That works out to a daily drawdown of 163,000 barrels per day. The October 18th inventory of 36.1 million barrels is below the low edge of the 10-year range for this time of year and 34% below the 10-year average, even as inventories are supposed to be higher coming into the winter season. Given the low inventory levels for this time of year and a market structure that is not yet attracting new supplies to make up the regional shortfall, the advent of cold weather in the Northeast will likely push up distillate prices to encourage new domestic or import shipments. If there is a prolonged period of cold weather, the lack of inventory could cause supply disruption in those parts of the Northeast still reliant on home heating oil. Aside from Mother Nature, the net distillate shortage in Pad 1 is likely to be compounded by the upcoming International Maritime Organization, or IMO, regulations reducing the allowable sulfur levels in ship bunkers from January 2020 onward. That regulation is expected to require additional low-sulfur diesel supplies to blend high-sulfur fuel oil into compliant ultra-low-sulfur fuel oil. Market expectations are that IMO 2020 will raise diesel prices generally, meaning that Pad 1 prices will have to push higher to compete. 
Finally, a threatened strike by workers at the 258,000 barrels per day Phillips 66 refinery in Bayway, New Jersey, could knock out the region's largest remaining plant after negotiations over a new contract broke down October 17th. That would accelerate product shortfalls and threaten a significant run-up in prices. The net result of these ongoing supply threats will be higher diesel and heating costs in Pad 1 this winter, with the distinct possibility of price spikes in the case of a polar vortex event. Tighten Up was written by Archie Bell and Billy Butler, and was originally released as a single by Archie Bell and the Drells on the Houston independent label Ovide Records in October 1967. The origins of the song start with popular KCOH AM Houston DJ and business entrepreneur Skipper Lee Fraser hearing a two-chord funk instrumental song being played in live shows and filling the dance floor by the TSU Tornadoes. He suggested Archie Bell add some vocalizations to the tune, and Bell, with the Drells and the Tornadoes, cut the song at Jonestown Studios in Houston. Produced by LJF Productions, or Skipper Lee Fraser, the Ovide Records, which is Fraser's label, version quickly became a hit in the Houston market, attracting the attention of Atlantic Records, who picked it up and released it on their label in April 1968. The record then went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and Hot Rhythm and Blues charts. It has been certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America. Personnel on the record were, the TSU Tornadoes, featuring Cal Thomas, on guitar, Will Thomas, on guitar, Jerry Jenkins, on bass, Robert Sanders, on organ, Dwight Burns, on drums, Daryl Bursby, on sax, and Clarence Harper, on trumpet. The Drells featured Archie Bell, James Wise, Willie Parnell, and Billy Butler. Due to the success of the single, Atlantic quickly released an album made up of songs from the Drells and Tornadoes Houston Sessions. The Tighten Up album went to number 15 on the Billboard Hot Rhythm and Blues chart and number 142 on the Billboard Top 200 Albums chart. Ironically, Archie Bell was serving in Vietnam as his records were on the charts. In 1968 due to an injury, Bell was reunited with his group, and the band recorded a new album with Gamble and Huff's Philadelphia International label, which produced their second hit single, I Can't Stop Dancing, which went to number 9 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Archie Bell and the Drells were a rhythm and blues vocal group that formed in Houston in 1966. They were active from 1966 to 1980. The group released 8 studio albums and 24 singles. Archie Bell has released one solo album and three singles and still occasionally performs live. This has been the RBN Energy Blogcast. Thanks for listening.